0: Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. you know I'm a bad girl. Do what I want, say
1: what
2: I like. Nobody can touch me. Trust me, I'm a bad girl. Get what I want, live the life. <laughs> Nobody can touch me. You know I'm a bad. Girl. Y'all know I'm a bad girl. Oh my. Mm-hmm. Oh my, indeedy. I'm a bad girl and I get what I want. Always have, child. Glad to have you with me. Kicking off a new week with great news today. Super great news today. Can't wait to share that with you guys and kick off this week with you. Another week of me here, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Answer San Diego, the Andrea Kay Show. Glad to have you guys here with me on such a great day. Guess who owns the left? Andy owns Twitter, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about Elon Musk. Got lots of information to share there. And I got to admit, I'm going to start right off the bat, even before I get into it. I got to to admit that I did not see this coming. So this might be the first time that AK was wrong. So (laughs) stay tuned for that. A little bit later on in the show, there's actually breaking news with Trump in court. Why was Donald Trump held in contempt of court today and what does it mean so we reached out to we reached out to our friend uh, wendy patrick legal analyst friend of the show she's also host of her own show here on am 1170 the answer so she's going to be here to talk about that because i'm curious as to what what does this mean for trump and for the family we knew they were never going to stop going after him so how much danger is Trump in? So we're going to talk to Wendy later on that. Um, there's also breaking news going on with uh, Disney. So we've uh, in Trump and not, not Trump, but DeSantis down in Florida. So we've got lots to get into in the next couple hours. And of course, we want you to be a part of it. We want to hear from you. The question of the day has got to be, as we get into the details of Elon Musk, solidifying the deal with Twitter, the question's got to be is are you going to go to twitter are you going to go back to twitter if you left twitter because of the cancellation the cancel culture and the and the censorship or are you going to go there even though you weren't there before because you're now excited that it's going to be under new ownership? That's the question of the day. 888-344-1170. We're streaming live right now on the Answer Facebook page, the Answer San Diego. So you can also post your comments there. But I'd love to chat with y'all live. You can call in. Tell me if you're going back and what your Twitter handle will be. 888-344-1170. Speaking of that, I got I to pose that question to my partner in crime here. Because he abandoned Twitter, and i got to know whether or not he's going to go back. And, of course, I'm talking about my man, DJ Potato Skins. The state of Florida and our pension system, we have shares of... (laughs) DJ
0: Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. And massive amounts of shares of Twitter. And I may be back. I'm definitely excited, AK, by the good news and that freedom of speech may be coming back to Twitter. I'm going to wait it out and see how this new change in ownership affects the social media platform
2: yeah it will be interesting to see um because according to musk what he is saying and what he has to say about it a couple things is that he said i hope that even my worst critics remain on twitter because that is what free speech
0: means i mean that there's no other way to say it i like exactly how he's laying it out
2: yeah um a lot of people are saying hey, there's so there's been so many reactions some of which are absolutely insane. And by the way, it's actually going to take a little bit. I mean, an agreement was reached. I'm not a financial analyst, uh, agreement was reached. I think it's going to be 40, just to give you a little deets in case you care about that. I think it's going to be for, I think they accepted $45 billion. Uh, shareholders are going to be paid 50 something dollar a share. Plus he offered them a, a bump of like 38% on top of that. These things take time, um, before all the ink is, you know, laid out and the ink and dried. So we'll see what happens, you know, how it, you know, there's there's some time before he's it's he's actually the official owner.
0: Um, Even when he is the official owner, A- Andrea, people can't expect an instant change.
2: Well, I think that might. I think it depends. You know, he he talked about um, one of the things that he wants to do is he wants to get rid of the bots. He wants to reaffirm humans, um, and, and and which is and in, in this. The idea behind that is that I think I talked a couple of weeks ago that there was an article that came out that a study had been done and that when it came to the the shots, the COVID shots, that uh, I think something like over 40 percent of all the accounts on Twitter that were pushing out pro shots were bots. Oh, yeah. Right. They're they're not individual people. There was actually even a story a while back when the Obamas were still in office before Trump that the majority of their followers were not actual humans. They were bots. Right. Um, I've been attacked by bots. And so and it can be very difficult to know um, who's real and who's not. And so there's, a, you know, Twitter, when it started out it was actually great, right? Just like Facebook was great. You know, it starts out as something to where, I think Kim Kardashian was one of the first people that really understood the magnitude of the opportunity of Twitter and what it could do for somebody professionally and in the public eye. And so she immediately got like more Twitter followers than anybody. I mean, it took me years to get on Twitter. took me a while to get used to the hashtag thing because initially it was only, what, 39 characters and a hashtag. I mean, there was a real art almost to it for people being good at it but once you got once you figured it out it was super fun and it was a free speech platform and everybody could you know just basically once they figured out how to use the hashtags i mean it was just super fun and and until it got uh, you know
0: um you know the, the word that comes to mind because i've been hearing it all day and it really does really unfortunately describe twitter right now it's a cesspool well
2: yeah, because what happens is as as Trump has said in different speeches, what everything woke turns to blank, right? And Twitter became woke. What happens is the left, and we've talked about this many, many times, it doesn't matter what area we're, uh, of society, they cease to, to gain control over it. And particularly when it involves messaging, when it when it involves anything media, they immediately look to see how they can take control over it because you control the message and you control minds and you control minds and you can control the outcome of elections, right? And um, so as... They started paying attention to what was going on. Most importantly, the censorship and the deplatforming and the banning of people and conservatives and all this stuff about disinformation all happened because Donald Trump was able to use social media. They all talked in, in about uh, Obama in 2012 and how he so- used social media. It was nobody uses it like nobody Trump. used it like Trump. He was absolutely the master at using social media and he would not and particularly Twitter and he would never have been elected president but for Twitter. And that's why they had to ban him. That's why they had to create all these bots. That's why they had to start demonizing and coming up with all these terms and conditions. In which they could silence conservatives. Um, their wh- what do they call it? Their, um, their, their. Uh, I guess just their policies. Um, but it, it basically, their policy, their violations, their rules rules of engagement are so completely one sided. Um, a lot of people are saying that had it not been for Babylon B getting banned from Twitter because they quote misgendered somebody that that was really the tipping point that made Elon Musk want to buy Twitter. Um, I don't know if that's true or not. You found a clip from Gingrich in which he talked about the real genius of and why Elon Musk is buying Twitter clip one. The New York Times, apparently they called up a Democratic strategist uh, who said, yeah, are you are you calling to ask me about our impending doom? It sounds like the Democrats see the writing (laughs) on the wall and it ain't good for November.
1: Well, I mean, you have a president who is at best cognitively challenged uh, and who's uh, insisting on implementing. Uh, a public health policy that virtually half of his own base is telling him is crazy. You have high inflation rate in food as well as in gasoline and energy. You have a rising crime rate that's uh, even in places like San Francisco, leading to the recall of their uh, communist district attorney. You have a, a whole series of these things going on simultaneously. And as a result, uh, I don't think there's any messaging You know, how how do you message to somebody who's standing there filling up their gas tank close to the other day? I think spent ninety two dollars to fill up her car. Uh, There's no message that convinces her that's a good idea.
2: Um, That wasn't the clip that we wanted to play, but that's okay. What Gingrich had said is that he thinks the Twitter board was faced with the objective reality. Do we have that clip? (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> We don't have to play that. We, we don't need to play Gingrich talking about that. Sorry, you sometimes sometimes you get to get you guys get to hear the sausage being made. Look it, here, Elon Musk bought Twitter for a couple reasons. I and I got to tell you, I didn't think he was going to buy it. I thought he was playing games. I thought that it was just a, a, a play for him to get attention. I think that he's somebody that's incredibly odd at times. He's got the power of being the richest man in the world. I thought he was kind of like playing a game of cat and mouse, and so I really wasn't sure that he was going to do it. And I am now. So I think this is the first time I've I've officially been wrong. And I think that he really. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's possible. (laughs) I think that the real reason why he did it is that he is absolutely is concerned about what's going on with humanity. I do think that he got fed up with you guys got to remember that this is the same guy that took Tesla from California and took it to Texas. So he's got a history of pushing back against the insanity that is the left. And speaking of insanity, I don't think it even it was even just about Babylon B. You look at what they did with libs of TikTok, right? The left is hysterical today, hysterical, actually saying that one person said that, you know, um, if Elon Musk buys Twitter, there's a real danger that people will start saying whatever they want, whenever they want. That's exactly how Nazi Germany started free I, I'm sorry I'm not a historian Skins is, is is did free speech start Nazi Germany
0: is that i remembering back to all the times and all the studies when uh, you were actually learning things in history and social studies and uh, I don't think that happened well
2: I don't think free speech was the reason why no, that's not the reason was the reason why Hitler decided to kill three million Jews that's insane this is insanity right the, and and as these people are putting on this isn't just one person who put this out there today they're demonizing and weaponizing free speech that anybody that they're, that you should have no right that the First Amendment no longer should apply. And I even talked about this the other day. Obama Obama was recently in Silicon Valley and he, he said, look, I'm an absolutist when it comes to free speech, except when it comes to social media. I think he knew then that this deal was going to go down. I think he talked to people in Silicon Valley and he knew it was going to go down. He was laying the groundwork to try to create this kind of backlash. And I don't know what kind of games the DOJ and Congress might be trying to play between now and then, but I would be looking at that because the re- the reaction by the left today is hysterical. But here's the reality. I don't think it was just about Babylon B. You look at what they did. And I think Elon Musk is looking at this when what the left tried to do to stop libs of TikTok. And we talked about that last week. This was a gal that started this Twitter account just so that she could push out and re- and videos that the libs were doing on TikTok. She's not a content creator. All she was doing was pushing out the truth about the left. But the left can't have you know the, what their real deal is. They cannot sell their agenda on truth and facts and lies. And they and in fact, they have to h- try to hide it from you. So much so to where they have to act as though it's the end of the world if you're allowed to express an opinion that's different from the state. To the degree to where, and I've talked about this many times too, they feel entitled that if you say something they don't like, This is why they defended Will Smith, that that now words are weapons, and that it entitles them to persecute, prosecute, to um, physically assault anybody who says words that they don't like. Case in point, on Twitter uh, yesterday, I believe it was somebody tweeted out, and it was a bot account. We don't know who this was. Assassination mode activated. Activation word: libs of TikTok. Target: her name. This is on Twitter. Begin operation. And it's a picture tweeted out of a rifle. So she, Libs of TikTok gal, I'm not going to give her name out. She sends a report to Twitter and Twitter responds to, quote, to Libs of TikTok at gmail.com. Thanks for reaching out. We've reviewed the content and didn't find a violation of our policies. So no action will be taken at this time.
0: So you can ban the president, but this is okay.
2: Yeah, you can ban Babylon B because you didn't like a satirical post about a swimmer. Because remember, that's what why Babylon B got. They did a Man of the Year a, a man. Was it Man of the Year showing Rachel Levine or yeah? I think that's what they did. Um, because time, time magazine, I think did, did a woman of the year and and chose Rachel Levine. And so Babylon B did man of the year and put Rachel Levine's picture on it. And that's why they got banned. That's in violation, but a death threat against a Twitter. And by the way, this her address had been doxxed by Washington post. Imagine being her. So I think Elon Musk I do think, you know what, I'm going to give him a hat tip. Right now, he's my nominee for Hero of the Week. I didn't think he was going to do this. And now it's a question of we're going to take a break and come back and think about what is the additional fallout from here? Is Netflix next?
0: Is Disney next? Who else might- This is going to be a huge- I think it could be a a, a a huge win for not not just conservatives but but free thinking Americans Andrea.
2: Is this a is this a, a seismic shift on the Richter scale back to free speech in this country? Because the real disinformation campaign, the real hate speech, the real words used to destroy has been coming from the left and it's in the cancel culture the persecution of people, we have people thrown into gulags right now because of their opinion, because, because of social media posts. Are we, is this the first, is the pendulum swinging back to a truly free America? It's not done yet, but is it swinging back? Eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. 344 1170 Don't take a skinny, tiny little break. we got more to talk about when this Twitter thing, we come back. And then later on, our friend, legal analyst, Wendy Patrick, will be here. You're going to want to stay tuned for that and why Trump was held in contempt of court. What does that mean?
0: You're listening to the Andrea Kay Show on the Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Just enjoying the good news about Elon Musk solidifying a deal with Twitter. Eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. This is such. I think this this is even bigger. Good news for America. Then I realized we would not have Joe Biden in office, but for Twitter, Twitter suppressed because Twitter is whether or not you've got a Twitter account. You may not know this. It really is the public forum for America. And that is, um, it has a tremendous impact on the election. They 17% of Biden voters said they would not have voted for him if they had known about the Hunter Biden laptop laptop story, uh, that New York post tried to push out and was banned. Right. Um, and it's a little sad to me that it, it in other words it, it's it's sad to me to think that New York Post can still be read online, but the reality is, so it should not come down to Twitter, right? That those 70, 17% wouldn't have voted for him if they had known about it. And in, in other words, the only way that they get their news is through Twitter. That's the power that Twitter has. And whether you're on Twitter or not, think about that for a month. The fact that Twitter banned that story in conjunction with the fact that the mainstream media didn't cover it as well, but the fact that Twitter bo- blocked that story, really gave the election to Joe Biden. Because even with all the fraud that took place, and we've got Dinesh D'Souza coming on the show tomorrow night, to talk about his movie 2000 mules there were enough biden voters out there that the combination put him in the white house and think about it this
0: way andrew i mean this is staggering this is how much trump is loved he still would have beat the fraud if you factor in that 17 percent. if it would have swung the other way
2: right now trump is saying that he's not going to go back to twitter he's going to stay at truth social one of the things that about this story is that this is not great news for for truth social because whether it's Getter or now Truth Social, the idea was that it was going to be a place where conservatives could go to because of what was happening at Twitter.
0: And now it's direct competition.
2: And now it's direct competition. It's going to be at least six months before Elon Musk is in there. In the meantime, they're going to continue. And we got the midterms coming up. Uh, there are reports that uh, employees are shredding documents there, like it's Enron trying to cover their tracks of of the – disinformation campaign and the censorship going on there so that you know i i wish that wasn't taking place nothing we could do about that but in the meantime twitter can still do a lot of damage in terms of controlling the media controlling the message so i hope people still support getter and truth social in the meantime because it's going to take a while before musk gets in place
0: then and twitter has come out and said that their staff their jobs are safe six months you don't have to worry about it
2: right so they want to, and that's because they want to keep that staff in place for six months to continue their dirty work with their dirty hands, trying to do what they've did here, like allow somebody to post a death threat against libs of TikTok while banning Babylon B. So there's still a reason to leave Twitter, or or at least if you want to stay on Twitter, there's still a reason, at least for the next six months or more, because six months he comes in, then it's got to take a time. He says he wants to go to open source, open up the algorithms, open source should really be to where your Twitter, kind of like if you share something, you can share it to all the social media platforms that he wants to get rid of the algorithms. I'm currently shadow banned. I've been stuck at 11,000 followers. Um, But that's going to be a while before that takes place, right? So I still think in the meantime, particularly when we've got so many battles we've got to fight with the, the libs are still going after our kids in schools, right? We know they're still going after our guns. We know that they're still, we've still got an open border that nobody's given enough attention to. We've got a lot of issues in this country and, and a lot of battles that, and, and we still, and it, it, there's word out today, I think out of the CDC that they're really, the push is going to be every year, uh you're going to need to get your flu shot and your covid shot. So we've got a lot of battles a- ahead of us. We I think this is a tipping point. I think it's a move in a great direction, but it's the, we conservatives sometimes have a tendency to think it's won. The battle's won. And then we then we take our foot off the gas when the left is pushing all day, every day, right? You think of what they're doing to, to Trump right now with this New York at, uh, attorney general, Letitia James, right? She tried to run for governor. That didn't work. Tried to kick Cuomo out. And now she's back in the AG's office and they're going after Trump. And they are not going to stop until they find something that they can use to hang around his head. The left doesn't stop.
0: Oh, they just want to make sure 100% he will not run in 2024. Right,
2: right. Here is how, um, and even though Trump has already said he's not going to go back to Twitter, I want you to hear the hate involved going against him. Now, you got to remember, too, before I leave this Twitter story, the Taliban still has a Twitter account. Whoever, right? Whoever issued that death threat against Libs of TikTok still has a Twitter account.
0: Isn't it the leader of Iran right. as well?
2: Leader of Iran, the Ayatollah Khomeini, he still has a Twitter account. ISIS probably still has a Twitter account. Trump doesn't have a Twitter account. And as soon as, but as soon as this was announced today, here was the statement made by the head of the NAACP. I'm not going to read all of it. Um, Derek Johnson is his name. And he said in a statement, Mr. Musk, free speech is wonderful. Hate speech is unacceptable. Of course, there is no definition in the U.S. Constitution of what is hate speech and what isn't. Misinformation. He goes on to say, misinformation, disinformation, and hate speech have bold letters. No place on Twitter. Do not allow forty-five to return to the platform. Do you have a? Do you NAACP man? Do you have a Twitter? Because would you just pushed out as a lie and it was hate speech? But as Elon Musk said, he hopes that everybody that hates him, it stays on Twitter because that's the definition of free speech, right? Um, He goes on to say, do not allow Twitter to become a petri dish for hate speech or falsehoods that subvert our democracy. Finally, Johnson said, protecting our democracy is of utmost importance. And we're a a republic, by the way, we're not a democracy, especially as the midterm elections approach. See, there's see, they're scared.
0: They just don't like any viewpoint that disagrees with theirs
2: because they know that theirs isn't winning. They cannot win the midterms by saying the truth that their agenda is about flooding this country with anybody that that gets to the southern border so that they can build and expand the dependency class. And they don't care whether or not they're terrorists or MS-13 or human traffickers. They don't care. Their plan is to flood us with millions, right? They can't say that their plan is to recruit your kid into transgenderism because they want to churn out, they want to destroy the culture of this nation, and they want to do it even even in the course of destroying your kids. They can't be honest about that. They can't be honest about the fact that they're literally attempting to destroy our economy as part of their new world order and world economic foreign plans. They can't be truthful about it. And, they, and, and, and in order to try to get it over on us, they've got to stop us from telling the truth, including the truth about who they are and what they're about. And that's why they had to ban Libs of TikTok. I'm well past the point of a break and that's also where they got to stop Trump, the most effective politician to ever use social media. Period. Period. And they know that if Trump gets back on social media, and in fact, this reminds me, final thought. Let me remind you and all you conservatives that were so apoplectic and so angry about Trump, right? Remember all oh just please Trump stop stop tweeting. No more mean tweets. Oh my gosh. And you know, he was elected because of his tweets. And that's why the rhinos and the establishment and the left have done everything they could to try to get him off Twitter and to try to keep him from coming back because that's how effective he was. 75
0: million people voted for him because of how he was on Twitter.
2: It wasn't in spite of his tweets. It was because of it. And we're going to take a break and we're going to pick up the conversation in terms of how they're going to continue to go after Twitter. And it includes a New York judge holding Trump in contempt. And my favorite, 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 favorite legal analyst will be here when we come back. It's Wendy Patrick. Stay tuned for that. eight 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 1170 You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show. Don't go away.
0: Telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to The Andrea Kay Show tonight. Did y'all know we had a 24-hour comment line? It's 844-814-5227, available to you to say whatever is on your mind. Um, okay, so uh, before the break and at the open, we've been talking about this Twitter situation, how they been going after him, and um, they needed to get him off of Twitter, stop him from being reelected, continuing to go after him, not wanting him to come back to Twitter, and... and, and even more important than that is the way that uh, the U.S. Uh, – the New York – um, I think it's the Southern district of New York and the Letitia James and others have continued to try to go after Trump, not on the basis of probable cause that a crime has been committed, but they have been search of a crime that they could use to destroy president Trump. That's my opinion of it, but I'm not an attorney, but I know a great one who is, and she is my favorite legal analyst here to talk about that and more. It's <clears throat> my friend, Wendy Patrick. Hey, Miss Wendy, thank you for being here tonight. Oh, it's always such a pleasure to join you,
1: Andrea. Thanks for having me.
2: Well, help me to understand what this means. So some New York judge has held Trump in contempt for failing to comply with a subpoena. How serious is this? What's this about?
1: Well, remember, it could be serious. Um, obviously, these are uh, always appealed, and that's exactly what the lawyer said that uh, that she's going to do. This is basically a factual dispute. so you have a Manhattan Supreme Court justice basically finding there's been no admissible evidence. That the former president has been compliant, the judge said, "Boilerplate doesn't cut it. I.e., we've given you everything there is, which, of course, is what the lawyers were saying." Um, the president, the former president, wasn't in the courtroom, but the judge spoke as if he was by saying, "Quote, Mr. Trump, I know you take your business seriously, and I take mine seriously." And then banging the gavel, sort of, kind of like you see on television.
2: <laughs> oh my, so it was. It, was it his Judge Judy moment? Is that what that was? Maybe.
1: And, you know, it was one of those moments that has everybody thinking, you know, what is really going to happen if, you know, the president is saying, look, I turned over everything I have, That's you know, through his lawyers, what he's saying. And the judge basically said it's 10 grand a day until you satisfy the court's requirements. That's a lot of money, Andrea. And that's the type of thing that really has people looking at this now. Obviously, it's civil content. It's not criminal content. But nonetheless, to impose that type of money, and it's tomorrow, obviously, you know, Trump's lawyer is going to appeal it. This is basically showing that this judge at least means business and has some grounds to believe that the president and his team are not compliant.
2: Well, it, it, I, my understanding is his argument was, is that Trump himself doesn't have these documents. The Trump organization does. So how legitimate of that is an excuse? Or is this just a case of persecution, you know, by a dictator in a rope? Well, it could be the case that
1: as Mr. Trump's lawyers were were basically saying the requests were this is their words grossly overbroad and did not adequately describe the requested materials. Now, the uh, the, the former president's lawyer uh, basically said in a in a court filing last week, Mr. Trump doesn't have these documents. And as you mentioned Andrea, any of them if they existed would be in the possession of the Trump organization. But there was more to that. She basically said she took, she got on a plane, she went down, she did a lot of due diligence, that's a legal term, (laughs) Mm -hmm. due diligence to say that she looked for these documents. And not only that, you know, she actually made a statement after court labeling the fine, another legal term, crazy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, because, I mean, it sounds as though every effort was made for these documents. That's her argument. That's her argument. And,
1: you know, that's why I say sometimes cases like this come down to a factual dispute. You know, judges don't like when they perceive that lawyers are game-playing or mincing words or filing as, you know, as this judge said, you know, boilerplate denials that the former president is in possession of these materials. But this case has been going on long enough to where if they were in the possession of the organization and, and the former president didn't have them personally in his pocket, that that nonetheless should have been something that was produced. So the appeal to this contempt proceeding is something that we're going to turn our attention to now okay. to see if in fact, you know, the judge is going to reverse a contempt, you know, set what we sometimes call an order to show cause, you know, appeal, um, or simply say, nope, it's 10 grand until you comply. So all eyes on what happens at court tomorrow.
2: Yeah. Um, speaking of eyes in court, and by the way, I mean, I, I don't know, um, how often has somebody been held in contempt of court who's made made a good faith effort to produce documents and, and be treated like this? I mean, I, I can't imagine that this is every day. I mean, you know. Um, I mean, is the
1: reason that's such a good question, Andrea, is we wouldn't know the answer to it unless it was a famous person Uh, that was being held in contempt. We wouldn't be following this case. I mean, you know, if it weren't that the former president is the subject of the inquiry, um, we probably have no idea how many cases just like this play under the radar or Alternatively, it could also be true that given the complexities of the former president's civil slash quasi criminal proceedings here, that maybe this is one of those cases that is so closely watched that we have this heightened scrutiny. And by the way, that also means that this judge better make a very good record, which judges always do if they know that they're going to be subjected to this kind of scrutiny. That's probably why you heard as much out of this judge as you did.
2: Right. Okay. Speaking of judges, we got to turn our attention quickly to uh, SCOTUS. They heard arguments today related to a coach um, who had, it's it's kind of a long story, but he um, had been doing prayers on the field and um, the allegation is, is that it's government speech and and there's separation of church and state. And um, he says that it's, you know, and, and some people are alleging that in the course of him publicly pr- praying on the field, that it was putting pressure on the kids to participate or they wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't be allowed to play. There was all kinds of allegations made. And, you know, initially they were they. You know, he stopped doing it, but then he resumed doing it and he ended up being suspended and he filed a lawsuit. And the reports today uh, on this are that there had been the conservatives on the court had asked questions that showed that they were favorable to him. How do you see this case?
1: Yeah. So in contrast to the case we just discussed, what the conservative justices were asking today, they weren't asking questions and making a record to justify a ruling, but they may have been forecasting one. And that is what people are saying that have been reading the tea leaves, looking at the types of questions they were asking, uh, especially of the lawyers for the district. I mean, this is one of those cases that picks the rights of Government workers to free speech and also exercising faith against government. The Constitution's prohibition of the endorsement of religion. So you summed it up pretty well factually. He was praying at the fifty-yard line after the after the games, um, talking about lately a brief and silent solitary prayer of thanks after the games. And everybody's kind of looking and saying, "Well, is that inherently coercive? Did the did the players feel like if they didn't participate that they might not get to start the next game?" But it's one of those cases that. Really is looking at this First Amendment right. I have to tell you, some of the questions, Andrea, I'll just tell you real briefly, that really caught my attention. Justice Barrett, okay, remember, she just was appointed in 2020. Mm-hmm. She asked Kennedy's lawyer if talking to God was free speech. What an interesting question. Yes. Uh, it's it, it also talking about if he is silent but takes a knee to pray. That's protected speech. He's not trying to communicate to anyone around him just to the almighty in her words. So these are such interesting arguments. But as you mentioned, they also forecast maybe, you know, looking favorably on him being allowed to do just what he did and not finding it a constitutional violation of the kid's. So people are looking at this and saying we cannot wait till late June when we're going to be expecting a ruling here.
2: Right. And and initially, I try to be objective. I I, I believe that you uh, obviously we have uh, our First Amendment right and the freedom to exercise our religion. I don't think he I don't think he did anything that um, was untoward in his position. Uh, He didn't force anybody to do anything. Um, So I think that they should rule in his favor. Um, Sotomayor asked what I thought was a question is so typical for her. She asked if it would be okay if a coach recited a prayer on the field while wearing a Nazi symbol and I which know. I thought was oh. absolutely talk about telegraphing something, you know, to try to equate, to even put those in the same sentence together um, was absolutely despicable. Clement, um, the attorney for the coach noted that he was not aware of any such religion, but even still forbidding this could potentially be allowed because the censorship would not be based on the religious aspect of that activity. So yes, they could ban somebody from, you know, doing this with the Nazi symbol because that because Nazism is not a religion. Um, but shame on her for injecting that in there.
1: Well, you know, what's interesting is Justice Kavanaugh asked whether a school could fire the coach for the sign of the cross. Yes. Right before the game. But he was kind of a wild card in that he's obviously he's himself a basketball coach. Remember Coach K? Yeah. <laughs> that was his title before he became a, before he joined the bench. He said the possibility of coercion posed an authentic problem in his words. So it's hard to tell which way he's going to swing. So it's not one of those cases, Andrea, that's going to necessarily break down party lines with some of these justices asking the tough questions. Um, so, uh, you know, you can probably guess where the conservatives are going to land, but not necessarily when you have this coercion aspect of mm-hmm. it, um, even though, remember, the school district cannot rely on that argument.
2: Well, it's interesting because the left are such masters creating a coercive environment. Um, I'm not I, I'm not allowed to say that somebody, that, it, that if, for example, I saw a Muslim man in a parking lot recently put down a prayer rug and, and proceed to prayer. Uh, to kneel down and pray. He wasn't blocking me from driving by, so I didn't care. And I didn't feel coerced. Right. I didn't feel coerced right. into putting down a prayer rug. And it, so that's absolutely ridiculous. But it that's the kind of thing that has sway with people that are not firmly rooted in the Constitution. Um, Wendy Patrick, thank you for being here. Let's quickly tell everybody, by the way, that she and I are going to be together um, with uh, on uh, May 5th. For the National Day of Prayer in partnership with the San Diego Downtown Fellowship of Churches and Ministries. Wendy's going to be there as she is every year. I'm going to be there. Wendy's going to be talking about her, her aspect and her legal work in, in San Diego. And I'm going to be there as master of ceremonies. This is my first time to be there with you in person.
1: I can't wait. Everybody, please come join us. It's going to be a wonderful day.
2: Yes, it will be. And if you can't, and it is open to the public. Uh, The details are on the Answer San Diego website. And if you can't make it there, then you can click on and watch the live stream and see me and Miss Wendy together. Super excited. Thank you. And join me on today with Dr. Wendy Saturdays at 6. That's right. Lots of ways that you can hang out with me and Dr. Wendy. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, girl. Appreciate you. Thank you. All right. Now, stay tuned because... Guess who's following in Desantis's footsteps? What major corporation has decided to follow that? Stay tuned and you'll find out. 888-344-1170. This is The Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer.
0: A.K., dynamite in a dress. Or just Andrea K. whatever you call her. She's on The Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrew K. show. Have you all been following the Johnny Depp Amber Heard? Let me. I think <laughs> I might have to do some segments on that because it is so yummy. Okay, and you know what I find yummy about it? What? Because
0: I've been hooked on this.
2: Uh, I find what I find yummy about it is that a man dis- it decided to come forward of one of the most. Um, Well, biggest names in Hollywood history has come forward, shed any shame that might be associated with it, and said he was abused and spoke up and stood up for himself. And it has been glorious to see her shredded.
0: Is he perfect? No. But good on him for standing up and showing that men can be abused, too.
2: Men can be abused, too. And there has been moments that have been so cringy to watch. It's been a
0: pretty, like, eye-opening tra- uh, it, trial. Anyway.
2: I mean, I who should play them in the movie? There's got to be a Netflix series or some kind of, maybe not Netflix. You know, they're they're probably going to be bought out and be toast. And, and they need to be. Something needs to be done because even though they've got great content on there, this he is expecting, you know, movie that's coming out or series coming out i mean um they should pay
0: attention to twitter
2: well yeah because well look at their stocks down i mean haven't they been bleeding out subscribers there's too many there's too much competition out in the streaming space now to um be pushing out this crazy stuff but somebody's streaming series needs to they need to be immediate i'm sure somebody's working on it in hollywood right now you can make
0: a mini series because
2: oh yeah absolutely because this is the most shocking This would make the great, y'all tease, a lot of people here, y'all tease me about my Lifetime Movie Network movies that I love, right? I mean, the, the greatest of all time being A Woman Scorned and Her Final Fury, the story of Betty Broderick. There needs to be a movie based upon this, but it has been, what has stood out to you? Anything in particular?
0: Just mainly because when this story first, you know, kind of came forth and I was like, okay, there, there seems to be more to here than what's actually being presented. And it seems like Johnny Depp is a pretty straightforward guy. I didn't think that he was dealing with as much abuse as yeah. he has been dealing with for a long time.
2: Right. And at a time in which men are being so demonized on our society, believe all women, that the the attempts to go after Kavanaugh, that, you know, um, all women are in this narrative, that all women are victims. And um, And he's had
0: a number of Hollywood elites stand up and say, no, you know what? We're we're standing with Johnny.
2: Yeah. Particularly ones that like his ex-wife, Vanessa Paradis, who he left for Amber Heard, um, said that there is no way that this man did this to her. But probably the two, um, uh, videos that I watched of testimony was of her assistant who hadn't, who, who was like, I can't even be bothered to be here. I mean, she was so not in Amber Heard's corner that she, and she just had such a bad attitude. Like, I, you know, like, why am I even here? So every question, it was just, she was throwing Amber Heard under the, under the bus, under the bus, right and left. I mean, it was just, and 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 this woman's defense attorney is also interesting because she's got to be i, I mean she makes my cousin vinny look like the most talented attorney <laughs> ever been seen on TV. So it's it's fascinating because it's fascinating to see a celebrity who at one time was considered, was he not People Magazine's sexiest man alive at one point? Well, yeah, and what's funny, though, he's dropped. been
0: cancelled from the Harry Potter series and the Pirates of the Caribbean series. She's in some pretty big name movies too. Why is she still attached to some of these projects?
2: Right. And so, yeah, and so it's it's interesting from a cultural standpoint to see how men have been so targeted and so besmirched and ridiculed and women being treated as though we're always victims who who have no power in our lives and can't stand up for ourselves it's interesting to see this so it's fascinating from a human a, a, a human interest standpoint it's fascinating from a legal standpoint if you watch trials like I do it's fascinating it's also you know really touching to see him talk about him. legitimately you know about how um Sad he was and about how she mocked him for being an old man and the audio tapes of her mocking him. And let me tell you, she is a narcissist and narcissistic abuse is real and it can literally change your brain chemistry and leave what a was what was a once healthy, vibrant, self confident, successful human being, leave that person left completely a shell and a crumpled person. And so I'm so. I, i'm I, my uh, my heart goes out to him, and I'm glad he did it. I think this I is am gonna, too. I think it's going to raise awareness of narcissistic abuse and domestic abuse um and I, I think it's really I didn't mean to I didn't even think I was going to talk about this, I'm glad, this you brought it up. I'm glad I did too but y'all stay tuned for hour two because we're going to be talking about something that Exxon did and followed DeSantis that's pretty pretty surprising a DeSantis move on election law and more so come on back. The Andre K. Show, on name 1170, The Answer, San Diego.